Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Sorry about their technical difficulties for a second. Uh, uh, we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. We're back. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, we're back, I promise. Uh, Chris is back here with us, he's feeling better again. James, as always, my name's Ryan. Go and use that promo code THPN next time you go and use DraftKings Sportsbook. We appreciate you guys being here with us here tonight. Dallas Stars do win by a final score of 3-2 to two in the shootout over the San Jose Sharks. Yes. It, okay, whatever. A win, 2-2 two to two over the San Jose Sharks, as Chris likes to say. Whatever. Stars get the two points. The... The game was a little weird, to be honest with you. I, I wasn't super frustrated about it. It just kind of was... It, it, it was. That's pretty much all I got. Chris James, what else you got? Yeah, first of all, our, our old uh, intro video, if y'all are the podcast, people come watch live. It was not epic enough, so we had to up the epic factor by about 10 times, and now it is sufficiently epic for the moment that happens right after the video. Uh, yeah, it was a weird game. The Stars played really well for the majority of the game and were just terrible at finishing. So yeah, Corona made a couple of big saves, but the shots that the stars were getting off on these grade A chances weren't exactly the best either. I mean, the, the shootout is almost the perfect example of that. There's times where we beat Krona and just didn't put the puck in the net. It's it, it was really weird. Um, Krona played well. He played really good. Uh, obviously, you can't make that many saves and not play well. But the stars made him look good too with some some pretty poor shots when they were in the grade A chances. Yeah, there were there were definitely. Uh... 
for for as many great saves that he made, there was as many terrible shots that the stars just shot straight into his chest. I didn't necessarily think it was it was that bad. I, I thought honestly that Corona, you could say both. You could say both are true. Corona played very, very well. Uh, in today's game and the stars didn't take care of their advantages when they had them and they had numerous opportunities and uh i mean that's really about it guys i mean i mean that was the generation of the game and that's how it felt that's how it's felt for the past two or three weeks right now like we're getting the chances and we can't bury them <clears throat> excuse me still a little sick but yeah we got to find a way to dig ourselves out of that for sure i think we will do it, it it's we're just kind of in that in that rut right now. I, I think we're finally starting to get over that rut of, you know, losing games against teams like this. I think it helps that uh, against a really good team, we lose that game. Let, let's let's be honest. I, I think if we played against Carolina, Winnipeg, Colorado, uh, Vancouver, and their goalie played like that, we we lose because they the other team would have players that would be able to put the puck in the back of the net. We're just lucky that the San Jose Sharks don't have enough talent on the other side. Uh, that's basically what we did. We out-talented uh, the other team. Well, and Otter had a, had a great game as well. I mean, especially for how weird of a, uh, a night it was for him. Not a lot of shots, but every time they did get a shot, it was very scary, and they had a lot of good chances that didn't result in shots. So he, he, he stayed sharp throughout the game. Uh, maybe the one that snuck through him and danced on the line in a weird way, that's a little bit on him. He, he's got angle on it, and he should make the stop a little bit better than that. But he made some other big saves and especially in the shootout he was he wasn't going to lose another uh deep shootout like that yeah and there were lots of good defensive plays outside of bad turnovers that gave the other team rush chances but like five on five in our own zone tonight looked really good and that's what you should see when you're playing against the san jose sharks yeah agreed all the chances from san jose were on the rush it well it wasn't just on the rush but it was also there were some pretty bad turnovers that so that the stars had just really inopportune times and really weird times. And about half the time it felt like the stars would be able to, to recover and they would be able to get back defensively. And then again, the other time it was just saying was, they just didn't get a shot <laughs> that at least that's just what it felt like throughout the duration of the game. So anyways, uh, lots of good things to talk about, but, let, let's let's get the first things first out of the way. Talek Lizzie, great goal by Ben in the shootout, but only the stars can make some no name. Goof goalie look like Hashik. Yes. <laughs> the as soon as I saw it, it was Magnus Corona, and I was just like, never heard of him. I'm like, oh no. Yeah, and then, I, then we saw those stats. He had a he had a 9.5 goals against average in his first three games. It's like, okay, yep, he's about to have a career night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I felt. Um, and, but and, on, and really, like, it, it wasn't like Kronos played awful. He really did play good. He stepped up and played a good game. But the Stars should have had five, six goals on him tonight as well. And Hannah, I'll be completely honest. I face palmed when I saw Jamie out there. That I, I did a little bit, but at the same time, I was just like, you know what? You've tried all your skill, guys. Why not just get? You even did Stankoven before Ben, and he wasn't able to get it. So why not? Yeah, let Jamie try it. We ran out of forwards. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you want to do there. <laughs> so, it, seriously, it's it's really nice that Jamie Ben is the one that kind of gets the extra point for the Dallas Stars tonight. Good on him for doing so. 
Uh, Zachary Mitchell, Dallas was the better team tonight. Sh uh, Shaka have been playing great against Sharks. some of the best teams. Stars. Sharks. Sharks. Sharks, Sharks have been playing great against some of the best teams. Yeah, that that is true. They they did have uh, that one stat they talked about where they had wins against the third, fourth, fifth, and eleventh best teams in the league. So, uh, starts getting the sharks getting the one point is inconsequential at this point. It's about accumulating points. Yep, that's about it. And it, it just sucks for the stars that they just can't can't take care of stuff like this in regulation because if it does come down to you know the tiebreaker, the the stars are gonna lose that. That that ship has sailed already, though. I mean, at this point, you're not going to catch up on regulation wins. But uh, I, I'm I'm just happy we got the two points and we played well. The Stars played good tonight. It's not like we had a bad game. We just couldn't finish, and we're struggling through that right now. And I think hopefully this upcoming week will help with that. We got a lot of uh, weaker opponents, and it, it's time to time to figure out those offensive woes and kind of feast on them here a little bit. We got that week in California. None of those teams are great. The Kings are. Okay, you might play a little bit harder since they're on that playoff bubble, might be trying to push for it, but you got to rack up some points in this upcoming road trip, especially when you're coming back all healthy. Sagan might be in for the next game. Uh, we've got Jolt in the arms, uh, Tanev coming in next game, most likely. So, yeah, you, you got to rack up some points here as you head into uh, last month of the season. Mato over here, Stanky in OT looks very dangerous. He almost ended it twice. Uh, he had his chances. He really did. Yeah. And especially that, uh, especially that first one, the breakaway. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. This is perfect. He he will be able to keep his goal streak going, and he does it in overtime. Like how perfect would that be? And it was just that close. And then he got a second chance and rang it off the post. And was, I I stood up and I was like running around the house for a split second, like, oh, come on. Yeah, and the first one, like the rest of the game, he beat him. He opened him up, five holes wide open, and he can't get the backhand through. It's just that's what it was all game long. The other thing that does happen tonight is, uh, like I mentioned, the the point streak for for him does end tonight for Stan Coven, but still, the guy has what four points in five games. That's still excellent. He has recorded a point in more games than he hasn't three games. He has two games. He hasn't, and he still looked good tonight. So looking forward and as much as it sucks for me to say this, but I think going forward that Stankoven is going to stay in the lineup. And when Sagan comes back, Ellie is going to, is going to come out because he, he has not made that second line look dangerous since he's been on it. They even tried, uh, Craig Smith there in the third period to try and get that second line going. And I thought Smith was a little bit better, but still nothing came of it. So that's that's my James Stradamus moment for myself is saying that Delandria is going to... Oh, don't roll your eyes, James. I saw that. Is Delandria is going to come out when Sagan comes back in. Yeah, R really, really the big thing with Delhi, especially tonight, was some of... Uh, some of his helping out back in the defensive zone. He got, there, there was one play in particular that one of the Sharks forwards came in and cut him off at the boards. And then Delhi proceeded to not follow the next dude that went to the center, center of the ice and had a wide open sh shot in the slot. I mean, that that's the type of stuff against bad teams that you cannot see from those players. Like they have to have good games against the bad teams. And he just, he wasn't sharp tonight. 
Yeah, and you, you also got to think that come playoff times and the hitting is a little bit harder, Dilly already gets lit up as it is. He, he gets caught reaching a lot. You got to imagine that that's just going to be amplified once playoffs start. Another question, oh, uh, Harrison saying, the bigger question is who comes out when Dodonov is back? Uh, if Stankoven <laughs> continues the way that he keeps playing, I it's got to be one of the other fourth line guys. It's got to be Craig Smith, maybe Foxa. Maybe I, I don't see Steele coming out, but I would probably think that Craig Smith comes out if Dodonov comes back. I don't see Dodonov coming back, honestly. I mean, I haven't heard anything on that front really, but the way he's been playing partially and just the nature of us not hearing anything about his injury since it's happened, uh, that makes me think that Dodonov is, is not back here. Yeah. And and also he 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 is kind of been a problem defensively all season long for us. I yeah. think he's still one of the few forwards with a negative plus minus. And I know we hate that stat, but when you are the outlier in a team on it, it it's, it's kind of telling. Padre, the patriarch himself. Why did they reassign Stankov into the Texas stars and then immediately bring him back up? He knows the answer. He's just setting us up. Uh, it, it is purely a cap move, y'all. And that's going to continue that way until Sagan comes back. Um, even when Sagan comes back, I don't see Stankoven going down, guys. I, I, no, he's not. I, I probably would have said that maybe the third game I could see him going back down, even if he got to the the his first goal in this, his second game. But he's just been super effective and that he's looked good on that third line with Jamie Benn and Johnston. And he's kind of doing, like I said in the last episode, what Dodonoff did last year for those two guys is it, they just seem to have some chemistry and it worked out between those three guys this year. It's stinky. Yeah. And, and the way the cap works out there is like when you put, uh, when you put Stengeman down for one day, his cap hit for that day doesn't hit the star's cap. So that saves you like, a couple thousand dollars each time you do that and, it, and you can do it whenever you want so you might as well do it when uh when it's available but but yeah staying if it's not moving down that would that would be insanity there's he's not going anywhere ricky spanish do we know what daddy's injury is i think it's something to do with his leg i i think it's a it's something around a broken leg or something like that i think but i'm not positive obviously we we, we don't have the luxury of knowing those kind of injuries all we get is uh lower body, lower body injury or upper body injury that's all we get especially so, with the stars the the stars lack of uh journalists in the in the media room no one's really gonna push to try and find out that information either so the stars are one of the teams that can hide that pretty easily okay uh quick side tangent because chris we haven't gotten your thoughts about this yet but you think jim will try to add another defenseman before the deadline you know, at first I was convinced that he was going to because of the cap room that we still have. We have a little less than, I think it's 1.2 now, now that Stankov and I think counts against the cap. But Zach kind of uh, changed my mind about this. And I, I don't think they're going to make any more moves. I think they're going to leave that cap space open just in case they want to bring somebody up like a Bischel or a Maverick Bork before the end of the season. That would be my guess. But... I don't know. I don't know. I, I I don't think he'll try to add another defenseman. But Chris, I'll I'll go let you go ahead and answer that question as well. But let let me also get your thoughts on uh, the the Tenev acquisition for the Stars. Yeah, I didn't even get to talk about that. I was so excited about that when that happened, and that's I mean, 
when you go to the other team's uh, media page and they're all upset about the return, you know you got a good deal. The Stars had made it a fantastic deal. Only like 25% there is really absolutely fantastic. So you get Tanev for a million dollars this year and you gave up a second and a fourth, essentially. So that's really great. And the conditional third is only if we go to Stanley Cup playoffs, which at that point, who cares about a third round pick? Um, so yeah, that's a masterclass by Jim Nill. I, I think he's done it. it Nill is always available if the right trade is there. So if something does come up at the last minute, he, he'll for sure pull the trigger. I, I don't think he's giving up the first round draft pick though. I, I think that's, that's a no go. And obviously the, the top three prospects are a no go. I would say maybe even further down in the prospect list, maybe top five are a no go. So if there's something available and someone wants to give us a right-handed defenseman for a second round pick, then I'm sure he'll pull the trigger on it, but it'd have to fit with cap and it would have to be low budget. So I, I don't really see, I don't see it happening too much. You know, and this is just another thing about Tanev and something I didn't know about him, but when he was in his first year in the league, he actually went to the Stanley Cup final with the Vancouver Canucks. That was something that I didn't know. So on top of him being a really good, you know, defensive defenseman, especially with his shot blocking, I think he's second in the NHL with it. He's also got some Stanley Cup final pedigree, which again, it doesn't, ha- it doesn't hurt for you to have uh, going into the playoffs. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, Talek Lizzie, what's with the stars looking at Tarasenko? I actually didn't even know they were looking at Tarasenko to be totally honest with you. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Vladimir Tarasenko, former blues, uh, sniper, he's currently with the Ottawa senators and he just signed a one-year deal just to be able to play in the NHL this season. And it looks like he's on the, the trade market right now. I, I don't really see the point in it, to be honest with you guys, because if you get Tarasenko like that, then that kind of defeats the whole purpose of having uh, Logan Stankoven up here. That would be the that would probably be the spot he slots into. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, the, the the only weird thing that you could do is throw him on the fourth line and have Steele, Tarasenko, and Smith, and then that's another scoring line, kind of. But it's it it doesn't make sense. Not to mention he costs five million dollars a year. Yeah, so but, so no. It would have to be another uh, double retained thing, which would be kind of strange. But and even then, he wouldn't fit under the cap. <laughs> yes, even then, he wouldn't fit under the cap. That's very true. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Here's some odds for you for the Rocket Richard Trophy, which is the regular season top goal scorer. Obviously, right now, Austin Matthew leads the way. He's got a minus 330 in the odds. But you can also take a look at Sam Reinhardt of the Florida Panthers with a plus 650, David Posternock of the Boston Bruins with a plus 1,000, or maybe you can even go for Nikita Kucherov at a plus 2,500. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Okay, let me ask you. I got two things, and then I'll, I'll let y'all uh, kind of discuss anything. the The first thing is the one thing I'm most frustrated about because, and it kind of goes into the second thing that I want to talk about. But Nils Lundqvist did not play good tonight, and that's so so super frustrating for me because I wanted him to be able to stay in the lineup, and he's not going to. Tanev is going to be joining the Stars on the road trip on Tuesday. He's going to be uh, playing against the Sharks for the first time in a Stars sweater. I, you, It's very easy for Pete DeBoer to look at the game that Nils Lundqvist just had and say, you know, you're out while Tanev is coming in. Some people were saying, oh, well, Hakkapa is going to come out. No. Hockenbach had a good that game. That makes, oh, that oh, makes negative sense, by the way. If if anyone's paying attention to what hand Hockenbach plays on, it's the right side, <laughs> by the way. That makes <laughs> negative sense. So Lundquist the plays only on person, the right, doesn't he? He does. The, the only but, person that would come out besides Nils Lundquist is maybe Ryan Suter. I mean, that's your... Next worst defenseman, if you want to call it that, even, and it, it's it's just not, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I don't know that Lundqvist had like an especially awful game. It wasn't good. I mean, the penalty is not a good penalty, and him and Suter were just protected all night. You know, which is weird when they were playing the Sharks. You shouldn't have to be protected, but yeah, I, I think it's obvious that he's the one that's that's gonna be coming out with uh, how how many chances he's been given to take the next step and him not being able to do it. And also based off of what you've seen from Suter uh, in the playoffs last year, he obviously can take a step forward. He's got another, another thing that he's saving at the bank that he can kind of hopefully lock into like he did last year. Yeah. And then Hawkeye. And, and, and that Suter's already pulled out this year when Miro went down. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He was huge. He was huge for the stars when, uh, when he went down. And Hockenbaugh, um, just being a big piece of meat and being a penalty kill specialist, that's enough to keep you in over Lundqvist, who isn't able to do either of those things. He doesn't play on the power play either, which is, you know, it's it's not really his fault when you've got Mira Haskinen and Tom no, Starley. No, it is his and fault. He was on the power play but, to start the season. He was given that chance. That's what we're saying. Every, everything is his fault. He's been given the opportunity to take the step forward, and it's just he hasn't developed to that point yet. And we got to keep playing him, and I'm sure we'll see him in probably a similar role next year, and hopefully he takes that next step next year. And and I'll go ahead and pull this up too. Nils was fine. You're tripping, Ryan. (laughs) 
Yeah. Maybe, but the fact is, is he had a lot of turnovers tonight. Actually, yeah, uh, Casey, our sister, he was not. He time after time giving up rushes, and it was even more obvious that Pete DeBoer kind of had the same mindset because towards the end of the game, five minutes left, he was not out there with Suter. It was Essa Lindell who was out there with Ryan Suter, and that tells me right there that he's going to be scratched when Tanev comes in. I don't I, think I he mean, was especially I, bad, I would, but I think he's definitely getting stra- scratched. The, well, the problem either is either way who, he was going to get scratched, but the game tonight did not help his case. Is the main point I'm saying. I didn't part part of the part of the issue is that there's just a sizable gap between him and everyone, every other defenseman that's on the lineup right now. I mean, you one to one compare him to anyone else on the lineup, defenseman wise. I mean, he loses it every single time, no matter what. I mean, even Lindell's yeah. playing on the right side now too. So maybe we see, I, I, I really don't know what it's going to look like. And this goes into my second thing. And uh, this tweet blew up today when I uh, put it out there. I asked everybody who, uh, who would they like to see as the defensive pairings for the stars? And there were numerous, numerous comments. I mean, I'm telling you, there were so many, so much discussion, which is awesome. Cause uh, I really love to see stuff like that, but, with Tanev coming into the lineup, what do you think the Stars' deep pairings are going to look like going into the game on Tuesday? Yeah, the real question is: Is it Harley Haskinen or is it Tanev Haskinen? That's the big question, in my opinion, too. So, who who do you think, Chris? Uh, mm. I know. I, I, <laughs> I can really see it going either way. What I wa- I know what I want. I want Tanev to play with Haskinen to put Haskinen on his strong side and see if that opens up some more offensive potential for him, which I think it could. We've seen it in and tried to be played on his strong side a little bit at the beginning of this season. Um, but it was abandoned kind of quickly, I feel like. He, he wasn't given enough time to really let it play out. Um, but on the other hand, Harley Haskin has been working so well, especially offensively, they can be extremely dangerous. So it, it's hard to say you should break something like that up. But I'd rather see two the puck-moving defensemen spread out down the line a little bit further. So. I'd like to see Haskin Harley put on different lines. I, I think it just makes sense to have Tanev with Suter more than it makes sense to have Tanev with Miro Be- because of what Harrison says here in the comments. It's you're taking out one right-handed defenseman for another. You still only have two in the lineup. Someone else has to play on the right side. It, it And if you're oh. saying Tanev Miro, you have to play Harley or Lindell or Suter on the right side. And, we, we know they can do it. It's just not ideal for any of those players to actually do it. And maybe maybe that's why you see Lindell play with Suter tonight for a second, because we've seen Harley Hawk and Paw work before as well. But it's it, it would all be shifted over and weird. So it, it could work, it but it changes every single pairing down the line if we do that. I don't know that he's going to play with Suter just because Suter doesn't get the minutes. I mean, he might like play half of I, his shifts with Suter, but kind of what I am hoping more happens is that he's able to play with Suter and Suter can play more minutes and the minutes even out even more than they have been recently. Mm. I mean, that 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 seems very likely to me because we know Lindell and Hakapaw can play well together. They play normally 20 minutes a night. We know Haskinen and Harley play well together. They play 24 plus minutes a night and then the other pairing plays 
16, 17, whatever is left. But if you can get Studer and Tanev together, then you can have another pairing that can play 20 minutes a night as well. And you have three pairings who can all play 20 minutes. I don't want Studer to play 20 minutes a night though, honestly. Like, especially when the playoffs come around, like I, there's no reason that Suter and Tanev should have similar minutes. I feel like, like, like you're kind of, I feel like you're taking the ice away from your, your better defenseman. That, that, that can be true, but also, but also we saw in the golden Knights series that be proven wrong. I mean, we just got destroyed, battered every single time they dumped the puck in our defensemen were dead by the end of that series. Yeah, that's true. I, I feel like, I feel like the Knights were able to get away with that more because there wasn't really one defenseman on that team that was head and shoulders above the rest. They were all just good. They were all very good defensemen and solid. The Stars, I mean, Haskin and DeSouter is a massive gap. Uh, and I want Haskin on the ice a lot more th- than Suter. And I want Tanev on the ice a lot more than Suter. I mean, I think Tanev is your second best defenseman now on this team. So I, yeah. I think putting him with Suter just, just – that that's not gonna that's taking ice away from your better players in my opinion. I, I I really don't see it that way. I really think we're gonna see a lot more even now. I think we're gonna try to see Miro be a little bit more unhinged and skate down a lot more, which he has done recently as well. He's he's just skated the puck from the top of the zone down deep because that's that's the way he's scored recently. And I, I think that's the way he's going to score most of the time. But I, I think a more a uh, lively Miro for 20 minutes a night is better than Miro playing solid defensively all night long for 27 minutes. If you have the other defensemen who can also play defensively. Agree or disagree. So, I mean, like this is the reason why I brought it up because I am, I mean, there are so many options here. It, it, it's ridiculous. It, it, it's almost like, when you go to a restaurant and their menu is so large, you're trying to find something. There's almost too many options. It almost seems like. So one of the things I've thought about is why not just throw things in a blender for a little while and just kind of see what sticks. I'm not saying we do that against LA, especially because LA is coming up on this road trip. That's the one game I think we shouldn't do that on, but I mean, you're, you're playing against the sharks and the ducks in the next two games. Throw, I mean, depending on the situation, if you're in the offensive zone, have Miro and Harley. If you're in the defensive zone, maybe you put Miro with Tanev back there instead of instead of Harley. And maybe that's something that Pete DeBoer does and goes with moving forward rather than just, you know, okay, well, these guys are stuck together and these guys are stuck together and they're not allowed to play with anybody else. I, I think we could see something like that where, it, it it's just kind of just depending on the situation, you can mix and match your defensemen and then they all get used to playing with each other and then they know how to play with each other to, you know, with whoever they're playing with. I mean, I think it, it could work out. Yes. No. Yeah, maybe. maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be shuffled around a little bit just to figure it out. I mean, unless Tana plays with one guy and that just is fantastic, but we'll, we'll right. see. I, I think since he's just such a hot commodity, I think he's probably going to play. I, I I bet he plays with Haskin in the first game at least. That would be my guess as well because Tanev played with Hughes in Vancouver in his second time around in Vancouver. Uh, Ardell says. I mean, there's more. There's more uh, opinions here. Harley with Lindell is what 
Uh, Ardell says, Chance saying you have to have seven good defensemen. Uh, Vegas proved that last year. Dramama, Tanev with Lindell, and make Gianni your seventh. Tanev with Miro. Uh, Miro could have Makar level success if placed on his strong side. Uh, put Tanev with Miro or Hiley. I mean, it's just all over the place with what you could do. And there's a lot of fans that have differing differing opinions. So I don't know. This could this could be very interesting moving forward. And the good thing is we got about 20 games to figure it out too. So which is kind of nice. Now's the time to figure it out. So okay. Uh that's all I got. And we went a little over tonight. Chris James, you got anything else? Other well, we gotta do biggest winner, biggest loser. Almost forgot. Who have you got for a biggest winner, biggest loser tonight? James, you can go first. Uh, biggest winner. I, I'm going to give it to the fourth line. Uh, they worked really hard tonight, and they scored their goal off of pure work, really. I mean, he, they, they all are just skating in their heart, and then they throw it in front. Steele has a good tip that makes the goaltender bobble it, gets behind him, and Fox just rustles his way, throws the other dude off the puck, and shovels it in. I mean, and that, that really got us going, and we were just – we were we were stuck in the mud till they got that one goal, and after that, it felt like we we had a little bit more going for us. I'm going to give mine to Corona. I know I kind of talked down what he did a little bit in the beginning of the podcasting. The star shots weren't the best, but to come off of two horrible starts like that, where you don't even finish either of the games, and to to figure it out the way he did tonight. I mean, he he was a man on the mission. He wasn't going to have another game like that, and he showed up and played great. Almost a 950 save percentage from the rookie. In his defense, a little bit, you know who his first game was against? The Oilers. <laughs> yeah, but he just played the I mean, Dallas Stars, who have more goals per game. Okay, but like they have two of the biggest superstars in the world, and Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. So that's hard to do in one of your first NHL games. But, anyways, uh, I will give um, my biggest loser tonight. I'm going to give it to Nils Lundqvist. He just, I know how some people feel about him, but Pooping I just, on my think, guy, yo. I know I'm sorry, but like, I've been trying to pick him up and like push him up and try to make it to where he's going to stay in the lineup. But I, I just, I can't do it after a game tonight like this. I don't think he played well. Um, my biggest winner. I'm going to give it to Robo. Because we haven't been able to give it to him lately. He gets a power play goal tonight. Beautiful shot. And uh, he tied the game, allowed Jamie Ben to get the game winner in the shootout. So mine's back to back game with goals from the first line. Hopefully that's getting back to normal. Uh, I'm going to have a, a kind of a weird biggest loser. Not not super weird, but kind of weird. I'm, I'm going to give it to Delandria. I mean, he, he was given a good opportunity there to play with a line that's kind of humming with uh, Duchesne and Marchment. And sliding to Landry in there kind of felt like he might be able to get back to doing some of the stuff he was doing last year, where he was uh, really adding some energy to some of those lines. And he's just not able to do it. I mean, part of it's not being able to finish. He's get, he's getting good spots to score. And I think he scored one goal since he's been given the, the chances on the top three lines. And tonight, obviously, his defensive deficiency is what kind of pulled him from that line, I feel like, at the end of the game there. So I'm going to give it to him just because of the squander chance. And uh, yeah, when we see Sagan back, that's, that's most likely what, what's going to, what's going to come out is, is Delandria. And that's fair. That, that was kind of my thought too. I actually thought about giving it to Delandria just because he just didn't relish in his opportunity of being on that second line. And, and it's probably not all his fault. It probably isn't because Duchesne and Marchman haven't looked as good 
either. Marchman has actually looked a step slow uh, for me. I thought Marchman looked great tonight. I don't. I thought no, he, he I, had some I, incredible I, passes. I, yeah, that's what I should rephrase that. I'm not. I'm not like downing on him at all. Like I was Nels Lundqvist. I just. I think he he hasn't been as fast or as dominant as we've seen him be. I think he's like on a. Isn't he on like a pointless skid right now? He's got like six yeah. to, or six to eight games, eight. seven games, seven games eight eight, right yeah. now without a point. So, and I think part of that is due to Sagan not being there too, though, because that, that and, line is definitely that, all yeah. chemistry together. When they score, pretty much all three of them get points. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, my, my biggest winner is winning the faceoff with your hand. Oh my god! <laughs> Our biggest loser. Sorry. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> know about that. With your hand. I don't. Uh, know I mean, I, I think I why he got called is because he moved his glove off of his stick and his glove touched the puck, which did pull it back. But it, I don't think it was intentional. But it, it apparently is a penalty. I didn't know that. I I knew it was a penalty, but that's his. Tiggy tacky as it gets. I mean, I he won it with his with his hand. He, he only technically won it with his hand. I don't That's think that technically, is the, technically is what we're looking for. I, I don't think that is the intent. I, <laughs> I, I I didn't think it was that bad. I would not have called it if I was a ref. I would have been like, okay, no, he was playoffs, trying to get it. Playoffs does never calls. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I guess that's that the playoffs yeah, yeah, yeah. with five minutes left in the third period. Oh man, no. it'd be a riot. Yeah, no, back to no, him that, in that the, in over time with Nero no, that throwing a pick for some reason. That was not giving it back. That <laughs> what, was an obvious is, call. What was Miro thinking? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was pretty stupid as well. That was <laughs> I mean, the most obvious. Like Miro, like like he, he even like it was. He had like offensive pass interference there too. Did you see him? He like shoved him. Oh I yeah. Was like it, it wasn't <laughs> even like a. It wasn't even like a rub. He just full on hit him. <laughs> I was like. And I would have been a lot more mad if we had lost in overtime because of that. And so it, it doesn't affect us, but still Miro don't do that. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Uh, anyways, guys, uh, we're, we're going to wrap it up here tonight. Uh, thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor. Use that promo code THPN. There's been a ton of people here tonight, guys. We had up to 34 live tonight. I think again, second night in a row where we've broken that uh, streak. So lots of people getting on live here. It's gotta be that new intro. It's just too epic. It calls people. <laughs> it beckons them. It, it was a lot of work, guys. Okay? I it was, a lot it was, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying the music <laughs> is extremely dramatic. That's all I'm saying. That was the point. I, I thought it was... It, there's, it's cool, but it's also slightly funny at the same time. That's kind of why I put it that way. Right? It's just a podcast, and it's got this epic, like, vocalist music going on in the background. I thought it was, it was kind of funny, but cool at the same time. I love when you so. explain jokes, Ryan. Yes, it's hilarious. Okay. Anyways, there's more of you that are listening afterwards. Appreciate you guys listening as well. Go and use that promo code once again, THPN, alongside Chris and James. My name is Ryan. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening. Whenever you guys are listening, Chris is going to take us out. Chris? Baby shark, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. GG, boys. <laughs>